With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's start with our top story today. The final presidential debate was last night. The early numbers are in. Uh, It looks like about 55 million people watched the second and final presidential debate between President Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden. Uh, down, obviously, from the first debate. That brought in about $67 million or so. Not really a surprise. You've got a lot of people in this country who have already voted, and I'm assuming for most people, if they voted, they're turning everything off as much as possible until Election Day. Uh, so $55 million up from the dual town hall deal the other week. That brought in, I think it combined around 26 million. So, you know, decent amount of people watching, but not quite what we saw in the first debate and certainly not what we saw back in 2016. The way I was watching the debate and the way I'm going to analyze it, you see so much of who won the debate. And you get the president saying he won. You've got some of these snap polls saying that Biden won. Okay. That's really not the point. The question is, how does it impact the presidential election? It's not who won last night. It's is there anything that took place that could alter the trajectory of this election? And I think there's a couple of things. First of all, I think what the president did by not doing what he did in the first debate was he opened up some room for... Republicans were maybe on the fence about voting for him. Maybe they were thinking about just writing somebody in. Maybe they were thinking about staying home. I think he gave them a bit of room to come back home to him. So he might have shored up, not a lot of Republicans, if you look at all the numbers, not a lot of Republicans who are on the fence uh, when it comes to President Trump. But again, I've said this over and over and over In these tight swing states, the margins will matter. So the president might have gotten back a little bit of that support. I think there were certain things that the president said that could potentially come back to haunt him, especially among the election day voting crowd. I think there are some things that Joe Biden said last night, and we'll play some of the audio for you in a second. There were some things that Joe Biden said last night That could be problematic for him in states like Pennsylvania and Texas. But all in all, I didn't see anything last night that I thought really changed the race. Now, it looks like up to this point today, the president hasn't stepped on what was overall for him, I would say, a positive night. And that's always important because with the president, there have been so many times where he's had a good moment And then within 24 hours, a tweet or something he says comes out and it just steps all over that good moment. You want to let those moments marinate a little bit. You want to let them breathe. 
And so far, nothing today has happened that, that's really messed that up for him. So this is a chance for him to build some momentum into the home stretch. For Joe Biden, there's been a little bit of cleanup today, especially on the oil comment that he made. Um, but he gave a speech on what is the biggest issue in this election, and that's the pandemic. And he tried to build off of what I thought were some positive moments he had on that topic last night. Now, the Hunter Biden thing, that got discussed. It got debated. I thought probably spent too much time on it, to be honest with you. Most people watching, casual observers, not those of you who are listening to the station constantly all day or are on uh, Fox News or, or right-leaning websites, you know the story in depth. Most casual voters do not. Their eyes are going to kind of glaze over when that back and forth was happening. Um, but I got to tell you, I, I thought he handled it okay. There was no knockout blow from the Hunter Biden controversy. Now, maybe more information will come out between now and Election Day. We'll see. But just in terms of you knew that issue was going to come up last night, it did come up, and I thought he survived it. Just like, honestly, I thought the president, there, there were a couple of moments there where his back was against the wall, and I thought he survived those too. So I didn't think anything really changed following last night. In this final stretch, it's going to be hard to find those moments that really altered the trajectory of this election. For the president, I think a lot of it is going to be just him doing really what he's doing, being out there, going to the swing states, holding the rallies, dominating the local news coverage as best he can. For Joe Biden, it's going to be about continuing to be visible. Uh, he, he went into the basement for a debate prep for a couple of days leading up to the debate. I don't particularly have a problem with that. It doesn't matter to me. Um, if that's how he wants to prepare, then then fine, prepare that way. He certainly seems to have the room right now to be able to do that and still be in a good position in this race. But moving forward in the final stretch, you would want to see him out and doing some events. You're going to see uh, former President Barack Obama in South Florida. He's going to be doing some events coming up. Those are going to be a big deal because everything he says, especially when he goes after President Trump, that's going to make some news. So I, I think that's a lot of what you're going to see. This is this is just the, uh, the closing stage of this campaign and you want to have a coherent final message. And I think at the end of the debate, if you paid attention that long, when they were given a chance to kind of give somewhat of a closing message, I thought Joe Biden's was a little bit more on point. President went after Biden on a couple different things, and, and that's what he likes to do. He likes to go into attack mode. But you really got to sell your vision for the country now here in this final stretch. You really got to sell what you plan on doing if you're if you're the president reelected or if you're Joe Biden elected for the next four years, it's important to sell your message for the country in these closing days. And I think the campaign that that does the better job of that uh, is certainly going to help themselves with uh, what I think we have 11 days or so left uh, before election day, and we start to to find out the results. So I thought the moderator. Kristen Welker did a fantastic job. I thought she was really good. The muting of the microphone wasn't even an issue. Uh, I thought that worked out well. There was some interruption going on, you know, in the later stages of the debate. But overall, this was just a much better debate. It was an actual presidential debate that you could watch and not be disgusted by. And, and that's why I think it's so unfair 
You know, there was a major attack leveled against Kristen Welker going after her parents and, and how they donate and all of this. It was just really, it was wrong. It was unfair. And you saw, like, these people, they can do the job. You know, she was fine. She was, even the president said today that she was fair. I, I don't see the reason for proactively trying to take people down. Let them do the job. And if there's a problem with what they did, then you say something afterwards. But she did a very professional job last night, probably the best moderator that we've had so far of any of the debates or town halls. All right, let's get to some of the audio highlights. And the first clip that I want to play is Joe Biden hitting the president on the COVID-19 death toll. It was a pretty uh, sharp shot that he sent the president's way. That would be, and I have to coordinate here with Felix, that would be clip B. 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I'm, I take no responsibility initially, anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. That's a pretty hard shot. That's, that's yeah. a sharp elbow right to the chest. Now, the president attempted to defend his record on the pandemic and turn it around on Joe Biden. Let's go to clip F. I say we're learning to live with it. We have no choice. We can't lock ourselves up in a basement like Joe does. He has the, <laughs> he has the ability to lock himself up. I don't know. He's obviously made a lot of money someplace, but he has this thing about living in a basement. People can't do that. By the way, I, as the president, couldn't do that. I'd love to put myself in the basement or in a beautiful room in the White House and go away for a year and a half until it disappears. I can't do that. Now, obviously, there are ways to be safe during the pandemic and not lock yourself up. But I'm sorry when you've got, you know, the narrative that Joe Biden's been in his basement uh, throughout uh, a decent portion of this campaign and, and you've got the president laying it out like that. I thought it was a pretty good moment for President Trump. Now, here's where I think President Trump could run into some problems. Let's go to clip J. This is what... Trump had to say, and he mentions Florida here. As you know, 2.2 million people modeled out were expected to die. We closed up the greatest economy in the world in order to fight this horrible disease that came from China. It's a worldwide pandemic. It's all over the world. You see the spikes in Europe and many other places right now. And we're fighting it, and we're fighting it hard. There is a spike. There was a spike in Florida, and it's now gone. There was a very big spike in Texas. It's now gone. There was a very big spike in Arizona. It's now gone. And there are some spikes and surges in other places. They will soon be gone. The notion that this is all going to be gone real soon, that we're rounding the corner, that in Florida and in Texas there was a surge and it's gone, that's not going to age well. In fact, we've learned today that the White House task force has already warned the state of Florida of an impending COVID-19 uptick. Now, you're only learning about that report because you had the Orlando Sentinel. They basically went after the governor in order to get that information. The state's been sitting on it. They don't release that report to the public. Again, lack of transparency. 
that's how we know about it because of the Orlando Sentinel. In Texas, you have hospitalizations on the rise. And I just think this notion that, you know, we're, we're, we're turning the corner. Well, we're going to be setting some records here across the country over the next week. And that's where I think the president could get into some trouble with those late breaking voters, those election day voters. If his narrative that we've turned the corner and that, you know, these states, the numbers are, are low, they're not where they were before as they're actually rising. That's just, it's not a good look. So he continues to go that route instead of just saying, we know there's a problem. We're doing what we can to get a handle on it. We're providing the states with whatever they need, all that kind of stuff. That would be, I think, a much more effective message. Look, Americans, they like optimism, but they also like reality. And when they feel like you're not telling them the truth about something, it's just it doesn't typically go well for a politician. Uh, let me go to the Hunter Biden issue in China and all of that kind of stuff. And this was, in fact, we had talked about this yesterday, Felix. I can't remember if I said it on the show or if we were just talking off the air. But I laid out the way that Joe Biden should handle this yep. and how we should spin it around on the president. I said, look, if, if the president comes after Biden with the money from China or Russia or Ukraine or wherever, then you say, hey, I released all my tax returns. You can see all my financials. Where are yours? And sure enough, that is what Joe Biden did. Let's go to clip four. I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. We learned that this president paid 50 times the tax in China, has a secret bank account with China, does business in China, and in fact is talking about me taking money. I have not taken a single penny from any country whatsoever, ever, number one. Number two, this is a president, I have released all of my tax returns, 22 years, go look at them, 22 years of my tax return. You have not released a single solitary year of your tax return. What are you hiding? Why are you unwilling? And this is where the team around the president and the debate prep comes into play. Because if I'm telling you that yesterday before the debate, they should have been prepared and had a counter. Instead, what you had was eventually the president was like going into detail about prepaying taxes. He was on the defensive. And, and again, that's that chess match. You've got to anticipate what they're going to say, especially if you're going to go on the attack. You never go on the attack if you don't have a good idea as to what the response is going to be. That's like you as a former prosecutor, Felix. Do you ever ask a question you don't know the answer to in a courtroom? Number one rule that we don't do that. Exactly. Now, eventually, Joe Biden did address the specific Hunter Biden controversy in a bit more detail. This is the first time he really addressed it. And I was glad that Kristen Welker asked it. I thought that was key. I was hoping. I'm thinking, oh, my God, if she goes the whole debate and never asks the question, it's going to be a nightmare the next 24 hours. But she did. And here's what Joe Biden had to say about it. Play clip eight. With regard to Ukraine, we had this whole question about whether or not, because he was on the board, I later learned of a Burisma, a company, that somehow I had done something wrong. Yet every single solitary person when he was going through his impeachment, testifying under oath who worked for him, said, I did my job impeccably. 
I carried out U.S. policy. Not one single solitary thing was out of line. Not a single thing, number one. Number two, the guy who got in trouble in Ukraine was this guy trying to bribe the Ukrainian government to say something negative about me, which they would not do and did not do because it never, ever, ever happened. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had, a, the only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. You know, decent response from Joe Biden, but let's be honest, Hunter Biden made a lot of money from Burisma in what was a shady situation, one that the Obama administration brought up at the time when Joe Biden was handling Ukraine policy. So it kind of glossed over that part. Let me get to where the president really had some strong moments, and this was more towards the end of the debate, where he just went on this attack that, you know, you've been there for a long time. What have you been doing this whole time. Let's go to clip five. You keep talking about all these things you're going to do and you're going to do this, but you were there just a short time ago and you guys did nothing. We did. You know, Joe, I, I ran because of you. I ran because of Barack Obama, because you did a poor job. If I thought you did a good job, I would have never run. Uh, I would have never run. <laughs> I ran because of you. I'm looking at you now. You're a politician. I ran because of you. Honestly, the president's been so wrapped up in this Hunter Biden stuff. That's the line of attack. That's the closing argument. You've been in Washington for 40 something years. You were the vice president for eight years. I'm getting things like criminal justice reform done. Where were you? That's the attack. Let me get to the last clip here. And this is basically the president uh, adding on on that same notion. Let's do clip D. Why didn't you do it in the eight years, a short time ago? Why didn't you do it? You just said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. You put tens because of thousands of mostly black young men in prison. Now you're saying you're going to get, you're going to undo that. Why didn't you get it done? You had eight years with Obama. You know why, Joe? Because you're all talk and no action. All right. Look, I, I'm sorry. I thought that was uh, the strongest argument the president made all night. I thought those were the best moments of the night for him. And I think if he's going to have a closing message, that's what it needs to be. Joe Biden had all that time in Washington, D.C., couldn't get the job done on this, couldn't get the job done on that. There was another Middle East uh, peace agreement that was agreed to earlier today. The president can go say, look at all these agreements I'm making with Israel and other countries in the Middle East. You guys couldn't do that. That would be the closing message, along with an explainer as to what the president's vision is for the next four years. That should be the message. But the other nonsense aside, that's going to be most effective. Uh, so recap there of the final presidential debate for you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.